I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. <clears throat> Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Awakenings. Welcome to this part of your path. If you're awakening and you're living more from the soul, you are now on the soul path, not just a life path, but you are connecting more to your soul. So welcome. And if you're wondering what does that mean, what does soul alignment mean, what does soul purpose, soul path mean, well, you've come to the right podcast. Uh, hello, everyone in the chat, the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room that also grounds the energy. They're also my co-hosts, cohorts, and sound engineers. They let me know how the sound is doing so appreciate every one of you. And welcome those listening on the archives, those of you that, of course, listening live, and those that you are calling in. We're all co-creating the show, and I so appreciate you all. And I so, every time I hear that intro, I mean, sometimes I just want to cry because it was made by all of you. You know, um, it's all the intro and outro for Awakenings with Michelle Lache is totally community. People submitted their own sound bites and, of course, expertly um, edited and mixed by uh, Daniel White, also known as DJ Diva Danielle. Yeah, so give a shout-out to her. Um, talk about living soul-led, you know, or spirit-led as well, spirit-led and, and soul-fueled, your passion coming from the soul. Um <clears throat> good friend of mine, not only a DJ, but teaches mindfulness and meditation, recently got into doing readings and Reiki and I believe studying astrology as well, plus DJing and also does um, professional editing for uh, movies and things, film and uh, commercials. So, yeah, so you can mix it up. That's what the soul path is all about, right? It's... Um, really connecting into our unique gifts and sharing them, sharing them abundantly with each other. So I just want to, again, extend appreciation to all of you that contribute in the way that you do just by living your life more authentically, more genuinely you, and coming and participating in this uh, podcast, um, as well as those of you that connect with me on my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. Um, Dee Dee, you are in the chat. Thank you. Um, saying that you just saw the or watched the uh, most recent video. So yeah, I upload weekly. Tune in soul messages. I tune in um, psychically by channeling, and then uh, use tarot and oracle cards, and sometimes my astro dice to kind of tune in on the energetic frequencies to give the four one one, give that forecast. And then I do monthly. And then some pick-a-cards, which I'm due for another one. 
So if you have any ideas of any readings you want or questions you want answered, I'm real, really open to that. So if you want to um, you know, submit those questions, just put them on the comments on YouTube. Um, that would be great. So I want to um, really extend um, – well, also thank those that have been joining me on this new portion of the path, working with quantum key codes, and I've been doing quantum key code meditations. We've really been having a good time with that. Also, any of you that are listening or re-listening to the shows, um, if you don't mind, I really could use your help, and especially some of you that have been emailing me or DMing me and saying, I'm I'm binge listening you know, or I listened to all how many ever episodes it was, I think 192 or 292, whatever it was. Um, I've gotten quite a few emails and DMs. If you don't mind just jotting down the episode, guest name, and what I talked in topic, because I'm trying to put something together for that. So, um, yeah, I could really, 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 really use some community help on that. As many people want to do it, or if you could just do some of the episodes and send them to me, that would be really, really um, appreciated. So, all right, we have a great guest coming up the second half of the program. We have author David Richard. We're going to be, his new book is The Lighthouse Keeper. We're going to be diving into about mastering your mind. I um, want to give the, um, Call number 347-539-5122. If you have questions or comments or you want a reading, you can call in. And all things awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, appreciation, comments, feedback, hello, how are you, all of that goes to awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. So we have Didi in the chat saying, having a big emotional week, but dot, dot, dot have felt a wonderful shift creatively. So that, yeah, that kind of ties into what I'm going to be talking about today um, before we get to the callers, is I've had um, quite a few people ask me about this Pluto and Pluto in Capricorn conjunct Saturn in Capricorn. So Pluto and Saturn conjuncting in Capricorn. And by the way, I did get the Kindle version of the um, Forecast 2020 by Daniel Fiverson, the evolutionary astrologer we had on last week. And I've got to say I really liked it. Um, it's easy to read. He ties in uh, the mythology, the gods and goddesses, archetypal energies um, behind the planets the planetary influences, and how they express through the signs. So pretty good. Um, <laughs> Dee Dee in the chat. What are you saying, Dee Dee? Let me look. Listen, I listened to the EP from 10 years ago with Lee Harris and Michelle. So amazing. I have so much respect for you keeping on doing the work and showing up to uplift and share with us. Ooh, thank you, Dee Dee. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I just, you know, I, this morning I had a thought, I was a bit emotional this week too, Dee Dee, so I'll top it, tap into that. Um, I thought, God, I just would do this no matter what. I just love it. You know, I love connecting with everyone and sharing. And uh, especially I get so many downloads, and I have for so many years, this, YouTube, my Instagram, it's such a good resource for me. I have 
so many journals, so many voice notes, so many videos of channelings that I've done or insights or all the courses, all the training that I've done for 30 years, you know. Um, back in the before day day, back before the Internet, and finding really amazing teachers, studied all over the world, stayed in an ashram in India. So it's just my life. And so that I get to, you know, not only experience it, but share it with so many amazing people, it's really an honor. So if you've been feeling a bit emotional, we are really in the mixer. Think of like a cement mixer. We're going round and round right now. Getting not only our stuff, not only our um, our you know emotional shenanigans, um, but cultural, environmental, evolutionary, collective, generational, ancestral—it's all coming up. And how does it affect us? And that, by the way, is a lot to do with Pluto in Capricorn. I also want to, or Pluto in Capricorn conjunct Saturn in Capricorn. Um, I also want to say I did dive into a bit of this 2020 and, you know, my whole opening to channel. Um, I, I was recently interviewed on the podcast, I Woke Up This Way, by, I think I mentioned it last week, by amazing uh, being Julie Elizabeth Day. So you may want to check that out. Just Google it. At some point, I'm going to post it on YouTube, but I have to. Um, the person that helps me with putting that kind of stuff together, I, we've just got to connect. So, yes. So the la- the mixer, yes, Dee Dee. That's what I said in the chat. The mixer. We're in. You know, the cement mixer, right? What is in there? Gravel, sand. I don't know. And then water, and then it tumbles around. So we're being tumbled around to get what is of the old order that is stuck or stagnant. So many of you, you might be feeling melancholy, depressed. You might be, this is all Saturn's effects in Capricorn. It's crystallized. But it, I always say Saturn holds our feet to the fire, so we really get it. It's like you can't move. That's why a lot of people feel stuck right now. You can't move. You can't escape. If you do try escape things other than art, Anything that's going to channel the energy, it's going to funnel the energy, art, music, self-expression, creativity, speaking it, dancing, it works. If you're trying to mask it or put Band-Aids on to avoid, uh, this is what I've also been trying to tell some of my clients, you know, that, and by the way, this is not me. This is not like I'm like the maid, the grand poobah that knows everything. It's from my guides, it's from my schooling and training, and it's from my life experience, and it's from me going through stuff. That when, when Saturn so powerfully, especially Pluto, Pluto and Saturn on their own, but when they so powerfully come together, uh, like they haven't in, in I don't know eons, how many you know years it's been, it's getting rid of the old order. That Pluto says, what isn't working? What's too tight? What doesn't fit? What isn't coming into the new paradigm? The new game? has to be transformed, transmuted. So some of you may be feeling energetically different, maybe tired, um, listless, aimless, like what am I doing, what should I do now, where am I going, or I just don't know if I can keep on. And and Pluto is very, the energy transmutes 
because trans, if you look it up in the dictionary, transmutation is changing energy. It's like if I am taking a diamond from the ground and I begin to polish it, you know, to, to get the earth off and to get to the brilliance of it, right? That's transmutation. And then I cut it, right? Maybe I'm going to cut it into a shape. Now it's transforming. Now I'm changing the form. So literally all of us are form. The way that we relate how we live life is changing. So a lot of people, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of escapist activity. Some of you are staring it straight in the face and just going for it and just crying in the car, screaming in the car, screaming while jogging. And that's good. You know, just move it through. We see this playing out. You could you could also see it perhaps, um, I'm thinking of, what is it, um, Harry and Megan. What are they calling? Megxit? <laughs> uh, i got to bring in some of the pop stuff today. <laughs> i got to, you know. I usually, sometimes I don't, I love commentating on it, but I always think, I always see, I always see the trends and I see what's going on and then I usually go big picture. I go into the macrocosm. But that's that Pluto, the old order. Saturn, royalty, certain forms of government, hierarchy, um, as we know it in the past, you know, subservient, um, roles, restrictive roles, roles that bind you, that if, you, you know, if you're a royal, you can't do this, you have to do this. That stringent, that worked for, you know, in the old paradigm, the old game, but as there's a freedom or freeing up, especially with this Uranus, that planetary influence into Taurus, Taurus ruling the the Earth, literally terraforma. It's like lightning bolt beams or pulses of light that are coming on the planet. You know, think of it like it little love bombs to change. You know, it's like open your arms, open your arms. You know, stop being so tight, so so held back or held in. And so the old forms. Pluto will either decimate them, get rid of them, or greatly transmute and transform them. So it doesn't always have to be abolishing, but it will definitely change. And with Saturn there kissing Pluto and right in its radiance, its sphere, it's a process. So probably you can look back the last 20 to 30 years as we're in a 30-year new cycle. You can look back at the changes of 2008 and 2011 a lot of people say 2012, but if you really look, it started in 2011. Um, and as all we know, uh, in 2009, moving into right relationship and right livelihood, you can see how the game has slowly, slowly been changing. Now we're seeing more of the effects of it affecting structure, form, earth, practicality, what's tangible, what we can see. Because not only it is in the earth sign, but it's in the most crystallized, I would think, earth sign is that Capricorn. Uh, Taurus, actually, because it's fixed, is even more crystallized. But Capricorn's pretty, you know, even though it's, it's, it's cardinal, means it likes to initiate things, it still is the little billy goat. It still could be quite stubborn, you know, or sure-footed or fixed. And sometimes that's good, but sometimes sure-footed or fixed is not so good when you need to grow and you need to make changes. So... Whatever has been holding you back, whatever patterns, because Capricorn rules patterns, patterning. Um, so does Saturn. It's a pattern of time, how we look at time, past, present, future, is a, is a pattern. 
you know, it's an earth pattern. It's, it's, it's a way of managing, organizing, codifying energy and the expression of it. So even the patterns of our relationship, the patterns of our thought, even though Jupiter could represent higher thought or more expanded thought or awareness and Mercury more of the lower mind, but once we start getting it into structure and form like beliefs, then we're bringing in that Saturn or that Saturnian energy that likes to keep things status quo, that likes to maintain and stabilize. So you may try, be trying to maintain and stabilize certain parts of your life, but that Pluto is saying you must grow. You must grow or always that, you know, that must go. If, it, if it's not causing growth, then that must go. And so this could be people and in relationships. Tammy in the chat, yep, sure-footed, not always a great thing. Oh, yeah, that's right, you're cappy, Tammy. Yeah, but I think, and that is the beauty, I feel, of consciousness becoming more aware is the ability to say my good trait is now getting in the way and becoming a not good trait, a non-life-enhancing trait. It's now getting in the way without blame or shame. And I think that's so much a big part of the new paradigm. It's less blame and shame. It's like, okay, I can look at this because I've grown enough, I've evolved enough that I know that my limitations on this earth plane as a human, the human aspect of me, is going to make mistakes. It's going to fall short. It's going to hold on. And that's not the sum total of who I am, but a very important part of me. So let's get on with it. Let's do it. So I do feel in the new paradigm there's so much less judgy. You know, there will be judgment with love, tenderness, and mercy or discernment because we do need to judge what's right for us or what's, you know, we come under judgment, you know, mainly from our higher self that says, ah, it's time to go, move on from this. Here's all the signs and signals that I've been giving you why you need to move on from this, and this is why. So faith. Faith to me, it's a Piscean thing, yes, it's Neptunian, but I also feel it's a Saturn thing because it is that keep on keeping on. So whatever you want to call it, perseverance, persistence. But Pluto sometimes, you know, it comes from the recesses, what we call the chthonic, right, the deep subconscious, unconscious bedrock within you know, the underneath, the underbelly, and Pluto it swims there. It, it, it goes where we haven't been, the nooks and crannies, right? It rules Scorpio, co-ruler of Mars. So that tells you, where are you putting your energy? Where are you putting your focus? So I would say ride it. And I, I definitely, in my, even in my YouTube video reading that I did for this week, you might want to take a peek at that. I could feel it was a very, very different week this week. And I know there's been a lot of anxiety, a lot of anticipation and excitement, a feeling of something's changing or there's big changes coming. And I don't just mean politically or geopolitically or, or on a societal level, you know, the different societies, because we're seeing it play out nationally and internationally. We're seeing it play out politically 
we're seeing it play out with laws. That all has to do with Saturn. That all has to do with Capricorn. Saturn and Cap. Pluto's trying to transform these laws. Pluto works with power and power struggles. So we're seeing that, of course, in the states. We're seeing people not be ethical. We're seeing people that are supposedly in power, controlling, lying. Just we're seeing them act out, basically. <laughs> Personality disorders. Um, and having to recognize that they're not powerful, they're in a power position, but they're not empowered, and what is true power. And this is what metaphysically the Neptune in Pisces, this, um, you know, Jupiter moving into Capricorn, that Pluto conjunct Saturn, is saying the higher octave from a soul-centered perspective that we come to know, this is why I know it's kind of corny, but the meek shall inherit the world or the earth, whatever. Um, you can't get through that needle. You know, <laughs> you have to have the eyes of a child. But wise, it's because the, the instinctual awareness, the intuitive awareness, the spiritual awareness and understanding, the higher perspective is what will come to be seen as true power empowerment, like back in the day, or there still is in some tribal cultures, where they have the sage or the wise person. See, we got rid of that. You know, we've got we we, we slap it up. We take a course, and oh, I'm I'm putting my I I don't need to study. I don't need to apprentice. I you know I'm putting myself out there. That's fine, but it's baby. It's babyfied. There's a reason why the the gray hair of the wisdom. Not saying all people at a certain age are wise, because or a sage, but there are those that are, and they have gone through the trials, the tribula- tribulations, the the training, what whatever it is in their field, right? So there is a recognition, or there will be more of a recognition of that, and you're going to be seeing that because we're getting out of that. Age of knowledge, you know, we're from the industrial age, knowledge age. Now we're into the creative age. We're moving from consumerism into creativism, I like to say. And in that creative age or age of creativity, now we start getting into the soul. Where, it, like Einstein thinking, create. You can't fool people. Creative solutions, creative understanding of things comes outside the realm of the surface mind or the lower mind. Where does art come from? Where does that amazing poetry come from or that word? Yeah, you can change things up or adjust things. You know, you're, you're, perhaps the art training, the going to school, the writer training, apprenticing with someone helps you become a better writer or artist or potter or whatever, whatever type of art expression, self-expression you're doing. But... It's kismet. Something happens that goes beyond the training, goes beyond the low, lower mind or the surface mind. So that's where we're going. Like, okay, let me tap in more to that and let me answer questions from that. Let me respond to you from that place. And then we'll back it up with some logic and reason and analyze about it. But let me go into that place where I don't have forethought where I don't pre-think, but I'm so aligned or dialed in that the, I'm in divine right timing. I'm in synchronistic timing. And that divine right timing draws to me the right people and situations. 
and let me let me respond from there. Let me live from there. And then we can talk about it, teach it, share it, understand it, philosophize, say how cool it is or how scary it is or what emotions it brought. But let me learn to trust that. And so that's what's happening. And Athena in the chat is saying, I've been waking up daily feeling so angry. Well, yeah, that's the processing. And Didi, huge anxiety. Yeah, so it is the anger, anxiety. It's all those emotions that are denser emotions that are coming up to be processed, to be channeled, to be moved through, to be acknowledged, and to be let go of as the identity of you. It's something you're experiencing and going through. Don't have to act on it. You can channel it. You can understand it. You can dream about it, write about it, talk about it, draw it, sing about it, dance about it, you know, paint your, you, you know, or sit with it and be with it and observe it. And know that it is your human experience. It's a cleansing. It's a clearing. But it is not you. And that is the big that is a huge takeaway because if we cannot see that we are not what we go through, we, we express an experience through our mind and our body. We express an experience through our emotions. And yes, we perhaps need to understand them better or manage them or know how to channel or re release them. But the age of being very confident and comfortable within oneself comes when you can have those uncomfortable feelings, be in the discomfort, be in the pain, have the trauma, and not think and feel that it minimizes you. To know, not only know, but feel that it is not taking away from your soul, it is not minimizing you. That there is a part of you that is untouched, that that's the, the Virgo, purity, integrity, wholeness, that is whole. And that is always the soul. I don't believe there are bad souls. There are wounded people on the earth plane that are in the humanness, in the personality. But the soul is whole, perfect, and complete. You could say, yeah, a little good, a little bad, a little mixture, but not in a way that is not life-enhancing, ultimately, because it recognizes its own perfection. And the only reason that people act out, all of us, whatever level it is, is because we don't recognize our own perfection. We're masking. We feel we're imperfect or we're not good enough or not lovable. And so we lash out or project it onto others. But all that is changing. And all of you are a part of that by doing your deep inner work, by communing and, and just living more authentically you. You know, I talk about this in that podcast. I woke up this way. I said, you know, she said something about the soul. And I said, just genuinely be you. Genuinely be you. Not as a rebel, but in a quiet, calm way, in a loving, peaceful way, you know, a self-compassionate way, a self-loving way. Genuinely be you. Think about it. When we can do that more and not see that what we've done minimizes us, feel minimized or less than, shame. Shame is a disorder, I feel, of the personality. Guilt. We're all going to feel remorseful for doing something, but when you feel guilt, it's something coming from outside of you, controlling you, that you've bought into. So 
So I hope that helps this this week. You know, channel as much as you can. This is a very, very profound week. I do feel that when we come into Sunday, Monday of this week, that there's going to be some connections, revitalization, breakthroughs, ahas, that you're going to feel like a breath of fresh air, like oh, you just opened the door and the air came in and something just you know, moved it through. So be with it, stick with it, know you're not alone, and know that it's not you. It's something you're going through, like fog. When you drive through the fog, yes, it's an experience. It affects you, but at some point you get on the other side of the fog. The fog lifts, the mist lifts. Hello there, and welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. You're on air. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Who am Thank I you for with? taking the call. Um, Patricia. Hey, Patricia. Do you have a question or a comment? Um, the show is great. This is my first time oh, calling you. in, and I am oh. already enjoying the show. Um, so um, I'm trying to understand. So um, the question, can it be um, a general, a love? Ab- um Oh yeah, okay. whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, love. Um, and this love question is about an ex. Um, um, we were um, a couple two years ago yeah. for five years, and then mm-hmm. it ended two years ago, and we have reconnected. We have not. Um, we have not confirmed the we're together. We're just taking it slow. I've told yeah. him I want him to court me. Let's start off as friends, and let's see where it takes us. Um, smart. You know, smart. Um, I want it's all a, of yeah. Patricia and is smart. So I would see? definitely. Um, I feel if you take that approach, it does have the chance to build. Um okay. But I I agree not to rush into it because I don't feel he's quite there or quite ready. I still feel he's okay. a little bit kind of skittish, or he may want to jump in and then not be and then backtrack. So I feel mm-hmm. like for you, and I wouldn't even say I want you to court me. Let's see, just see how he shows up, and and okay. just give him the positive feedback or affirm or you know appreciation feedback. Oh, I love that, or you got me flowers, thank you, or brought me here. That makes me feel special, and let him. Let him step up more. Okay. I think that's going to make a big difference. Don't lead too much because I feel like that's what happened the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so let him step up. Let him see what he has to offer. And I do agree with you. You're more in the receiving mode with this. So mm-hmm. less is less is more from you. Just just show up. Just be right. Okay. 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 Perfect. All right. Keep listening, and welcome, welcome to Awakenings. Thank you, thank you so yeah. much. How'd and you... please, I would like to remain um, on the line. Um, I actually heard yeah. about you through Blog Talk, and so um, I, I read. Um, I guess the um, I read the information under just um, okay. It gives me details about you, and I just love what I was reading about this show. And I thought, you know what? I wanna, I wanna listen in. Oh, 
I love it. Learn. I love it. Yeah, I'm yes. wondering because we finally, I don't know why we didn't do it sooner, but um, for everybody listening that wants to subscribe, we're also now on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And then, of course, other blog talk and, you know, Apple podcasts and other uh, podcast platforms as well. Okay. So, yeah. All right, Patricia, welcome. And, yeah, definitely stay on and listen. We have a great guest coming up um, as well. Okay. All uh, right. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're Many blessings. Many blessings. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hey, Michelle. It's Leanne. Oh, How hello, Leanne. You? Welcome. I'm doing great. Welcome to the program. Did you have a question? Thank you. I do. Um, uh, my husband and I have been going through quite a lot and a lot of shifting, changing, working on ourselves, working with our um, therapist. Um, a lot of stuff starting to shift and change, though, but I didn't. I was just curious if you saw us being able to pull our marriage back together or what you see for this upcoming year, I guess. Okay. Well, first of all, it says to trust your intuition and to detach a bit from the situation yourself. Um, I don't feel that the, like it's a real strong break, but there does seem to be some distancing and could be some further uh, distancing it's it's showing it's very uh, fluctuating you've got the moon there um, I do feel the person is wanting a very a much more detached relationship even in the even if the, there is a marriage um, so I know that's not real clear-cut because I don't feel that they are it seems that there has a there's there either has been a lot of ups and downs or there's going to be like coming closer than than apart. Um, it's teaching you detachment on a strong level. So if you have a lot of cancerian cancer in your chart, I feel like that's being activated by that um, those north nodes, Capricorn, Cancer, Cancer. Um, Home, family, liking to hold on. But I am, I do see, let's see. So he, okay. Let's see, look and see. Well, he's hopeful. The thing is, I just feel it's going to be challenging because I feel like he's going through all these ups and downs within himself, and it's getting acted out. So I don't think there's going to be a complete break, but there does seem to be some form of detachment or distancing. And then it seems to be kind of fluid. So it could come back together, but then it's not... um, It's almost like wanting a friend or friendship marriage or open marriage or open-ended marriage, you know, like I'm here but I don't know for how long or I might not be here. And, again, I, I you know, hate to say this, but that's, that's what I'm reading. I can only read what, I, what I'm feeling or seeing. Um, okay. So there could be some unpredictability. And a real focus on freedom and and self-expression. So right now it shows more of a focus on that person's freedom could be alienating, could not be wanting to feel their true feelings is the other thing that I'm hearing. 
Um, so it's not a clear cut, you know, it's done, it's over. Even if they left, I feel like there would still be some tie-in. There's a very strong karmic tie to this, which tells me that it's major learning lessons about relationships, self-worth, what you really want. Um So whatever you're doing, it says be, yeah, it's telling you to emotionally detach. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean cut off, but think more about yourself, nurturing yourself, your own mental, emotional foundation, what you need to do to grow. So you feel more secure within yourself and more like an inner rock, but not a heart, you know, the softness there too. So you're not pulled back and pulled up and down or back and forth. That I hope that helps. Yes, it does. Okay, okay. Yeah, look up moon in Aquarius. That's what's going on here. Aquarius energy and it's the moon there, which can be detached, loving and kind and bonded, but detached, but can also be aloof when, it, when it's triggered. Um, so it's pushing you to be more that way is what I'm hearing. Because okay. I feel he's all over the place. It's not showing a clean break, but it is showing fluidity and ups and downs and to trust your intuition. Okay. Okay. Hang in there. Thank you. Much okay. Peace. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to Awakenings with Michelle. Michelle, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Walter. Walter, hey. <laughs> How are you How doing? How are you? I'm doing great. Thank, I'm so cool How's that Yoshi? you. Um, oh, yo, she's right here. Hey, yo, <laughs> she's right by my feet uh, on the furry little carpeting. Hey, yo, she's I love your hi. videos. You do? Oh, good, good. Yes, that last good. one resonated with me so, so much, Michelle. So, so much. The I feel like I'm in week. just like I'm coming. Yes, yes, the one from this mm-hmm. week. I feel like I'm at the end of my fog, like you were talking about earlier. Oh, good, good. Yeah, some people it's happening. That I feel like this week there's some kind of turning point where you're in the fog and then you're out of it or you're yes. recognizing you're coming out of it this week. It's, yes. it's like, right, getting out of the water and shaking off and just going, ooh, okay. Yes. You know, it's, it's chilly or it's hot, whatever the, whatever the temperature is in your environment. This is a very strong wake-up week. I, I haven't looked at the aspects astrologically, but what I was getting – psychically and from the guides it's it's a i don't know it's a it's a profound week yes i i agree i just wanted to just give you a little update um a, a couple months ago i called in and you told me that i was going to start doing more and more readings and things have taken off so quickly michelle oh yay wow like it's every <gasps> everything that you said is just like really really like coming into play right now like i've been doing back-to-back readings with people um i'm actually going to start doing reiki classes soon just everything that you said was i'm going into is happening so i just wanted to give you that confirmation just thank you so much for oh, all of your you're advice so welcome. and just tuning in for me i really really appreciate it Oh, Walter, thank you. You know, every time I hear that intro, I hear your voice in the intro, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love that intro, I swear. Me too. Sometimes it's, like, hard to believe I'm a part of that, but it's just like, wow, yeah, that's me. God, I know. What we all co-created, I mean, wow, you know. 
And that's how it starts, the readings, the Reiki, so you start to understand the energy, energy patterns, yes. channeling your own healing energy from source. Yes. Tapping yes. more into source. Oh, that's beautiful, Walter. Well, I am yes. so happy for you, and I'm so glad that you called in and let us all know because other yes, people, in fact, Didi saying, congratulations. This is so great to hear. Well done, Walter. Yeah, see? Thank you. Thank you. All yeah. love to everyone in the chat. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Mm. All Keep right, shining, Walter. Michelle. Thank you. I will. Even brighter, you too. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. You're on air. Yeah, hi, Michelle. Hold on a second. I'm just going outside. Hi. I just want to know what... Hi. Who is this, please? What looks better as for love? Who is this, please? Um, Oh, Stacy. Happy New Year. Hey, Stacy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, I just want to know, like, Valentine's Day weekend or, like, in March, you know, like, I guess. Okay, let's see. Right when spring comes, what looks better? Any activity? Like, because I guess I'll try to get out. Anything good, like potentials? Let's see. Getting out. Okay. Love life. Let's look and see. Okay, now I a couple of things I get. Now, any place where there there's talks or um intellectual pursuits, going and hearing someone speak or could even be maybe a gallery or museum. Um I yeah, think you are going to meet Do you do that cuz I feel like there's a chance meeting. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's a place that has like a museum. Well, I could put it this way: one's like closer and one's further away. The January place is closer, and the, I mean, the February place is closer, and the um, March place it's a little further. It's further. Yeah, I don't know that I'm getting. You know, let's see. I get something more sticking in May, June, but I asked about relationship. So I do feel like you're going to – I don't know if it's on your own or with somebody, but I do see you talking to someone. So you could – I don't know. It's a class or school. There's something with – it's a group. It's intellectual. It has to do with talking, philosophizing. And then I do see you going to some of these events with this person. The dating. What do you think? Let's look at see. So, yes, get out there, but those are the areas. Like, I don't particularly see it with dancing or something like that. I feel like it's like no, it's just, you're, you, you're either listening to someone talk or then you are listening or questions and answers. Um, and that person is there, and then you – or you meet at, a like, a like I said, a museum or a gallery, and then you end up going back there with that person. Yeah, because it's funny. The place is right by it gallery that i'm going to but you said what month oh. looks the best yeah there's well, like a little don't concentrate actually on there's, the month. A, I'm looking, there's no there's some, wait okay, you know what ahead. i'm just thinking the what in, in february and march there is um museum galleries there one they they both have museum galleries come to think of it in it like people um it's like a venue that um, yeah there it is it shows people it shows are selling the their artwork months. 
Yeah, so it shows between February, February, March. But again, it's 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 like more starts like a a friend or like hey, I'm going to this too, or they have something else. Oh, I'm going to that also. Or maybe we can meet up there, you know. Or yeah, text me if you're going to go. Maybe we can meet up, or we can get a bite to eat before, or coffee, or tea, or whatever, drink, or whatever. So yeah, start going out. Whatever that February, the one that's before the the um, the winter is over. And oh, it does good. show some yeah. kind of play, play. Yeah. So you're drawing it in. You're drawing it to you. You're definitely drawing it in. It's it's showing. It's it's it's. It's showing up there. Could be a Daniel or a Dave. I'm getting a D name around um, also. So, Stacy, keep us posted, okay? I will. That sounds so good because if I tell you, it's been like oh, six years since I've dated. <laughs> okay. Well, that happens. Just focus on the timing of it all. All right, Stacey, take good care. <laughs> take care. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. You're on air. Hello, Hi, hello. this is Randy. Oh, Randy from Colorado. Hi, Randy. How are you? Hi. Um, what? How? What do you see with my career? Don't you see me staying where I am? Do you see me branching off? Well, when people ask me that, I always want to say, "What do you want to do?" Because sometimes stuff is predicated on what we really want to do. And especially in this new energy pattern, a lot of times what we think we should do, but like to bring a certain amount of money in, or is not necessarily working unless um, we're doing, you know, we're focusing on our, you know, our true desires. Uh, give me your your name, please. Randy. Randy. Okay. Randy. So you want to know if you feel like. You want to make a change is what I'm hearing, and you're not sure if you should or can? Yeah. Okay, so let's look at that. Well, I get two things. You're focusing on the finance. The financial aspect seems to be a big part of it. And also I feel there's like some secret desires. Um, I just did a post on this on my Instagram about this. You know, there's sometimes we have these quiet wishes and goals and dreams and desires, and we may not tell anybody, or we tell them just a little part of it. Your your soul is nudging you towards going for what you really want to do. So let's look at what's coming up for you making a change. Well, not anything fast, but I do feel like you're in the beginning steps or stages of making change, and it may first start with a job change, but I do feel like if you want it, there is a complete career change for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's okay. more about your, you feeling, can I do this? Can I do this and, you know, quote unquote, make money? Can I do this and quote unquote, survive? Can I be successful? You know, so um, that's, yeah, that's what's once you get over that, you know, once you kind of see, oh, I can do this and I can survive, you know, or I can make things happen, then I feel like things are really going to open up for you. But it's more your mindset at this point that's holding things back. Yeah. Randy? Do you see a job yeah. change anytime soon? 
like juicy. Well, that's up to you. That's up to you. See, that's it's up to you. you. I feel like it's like you have something in your hand, but you're afraid to open the hand, the fist, open up the hand to then receive. So I feel like if you work on that little by little, maybe it's putting some resumes out there or just going to some places and yeah. you know, meeting spending, people. Yeah, I've been sending resumes, you know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not okay. hearing back from much. I'm just, I don't know. I really don't know what, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's see. What should, stop. okay, what should Randy do to change the energy? Well, do you really, see, I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting a lot of, like, mental, emotional, foundational stuff, beliefs. Why don't you start putting something out into what you really, really want to do? Why don't you just, to shift the energy, you know, or just do a creative bio and not necessarily a resume or just go someplace, just go in person. Because I feel like you need, once you shift up the energy and you get a bit lighter with it, maybe even update how you're doing the resume, then I feel that it's going to work. There's something that needs to, like you need to break out of the little box a little bit, if that makes sense. Okay, so that does make sense. sense. Okay, so yeah, once you do that, then I feel like things are going to change up. They're going to shift. Sometimes just asking that one question, something that you've like been thinking about, I want to do, or how do I do this, just changing it um, you know, up okay. is going to help, I feel. Yeah. Like. All right. Good. Thank you. Do it and then let us know how it turns out. Okay. I appreciate Will it. You? Okay. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was a good call because sometimes we just have to change something up. It's the way that we're doing or the approach. And once we do, things really open up for us. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. I'm trying to see where our guest is. Guest, I don't know if you're on it. I don't see your number, so I'm just kind of waiting for our guest, and I just texted our producer. So, David Richard, if you have a private number, we're not seeing this. Okay, hello and welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Hey, Michelle, it's David Richards. Oh, David Richards, we don't have this number for you. Okay, it, uh, I, I'm, I'm calling from a different number. That's probably the Ah, uh, yeah, that's why they asked for the number, but I just thought, okay, I'm going to pick on this one. And see. <laughs> Sorry like, about that. Yeah, that's okay, you're here, that's great. Um, super, okay. Well, I did a little bit of intro at the beginning of the program, but I want to let um, listeners know a bit about you, and especially those that are just joining us. Um, we're going to be talking about your book, The Lighthouse Keeper, and you're a life coach, yoga instructor, and self-development speaker. Uh, this is your debut best-selling book, Whiskey and Yoga. Now, which one are we talking about, Whiskey and Yoga? Uh, so Whiskey and Yoga came out uh, a couple years ago, uh, and The Lighthouse oh. Keeper comes out at the end of March. Oh, end of March. Okay, okay. Yes. So, all right, and so you'd like to talk about finding one's purpose, you're in the right place, and living intentionally. Yes, great. Uh, so March 31st, the book comes out, and that title is The Lighthouse Keeper, which is a story around the power of mindfulness, which explores yes. the ways individuals can learn to shift their awareness and master their minds. Boy, we need that, definitely. Um, very interesting. I really want to dive in because I, when I was reading your bio, I found it so interesting that you come from 
uh, military life. Uh, yep. You worked in Cisco Systems, which I have quite a few clients from there, so I know, I know that culture from the outside. Um, and then you move from yoga. So you've got this very um, kind of structured corporate, more outer, and then woo, right into yoga, diving obviously deep in. Um, David, how did that happen? Yeah, well, so it's yeah. um, so actually, I got into yoga right after I came out of the military. Uh, so I was in the oh, Marines for okay. 15 years, um, and uh, as I was kind of in between the Marines and going to work for Cisco, uh, I read a sports magazine that had an article about football players using yoga to strengthen their midsections. And I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. And so I went to my first class, and it was very, it was like a gentle yoga class. Um, very relaxing, but not a lot of exertion. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. This might be all right for stretching in between weightlifting and my other exercise routine. Um, and so two days later, I went to a different class, different style instructor, just drenched in sweat. And uh, I remember we were trying to do a bind, and I couldn't quite get the bind. And the instructor came by, and she, you know, I'm just watching the sweat pour down on my mat. And she said, well, use your hand towel. And so I grabbed my hand towel and I wiped my face with all the sweat. And she's like, no, no, use it to bind your hands. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I figured that out. But, but really, the, you know, I mean, yoga, that really started me on my journey to writing and, and purpose and intention and, and trying to understand the mind a little bit better because I found especially, you know, in, in the military, um, my last assignment was really in Central America, and I didn't spend a lot of time behind a desk, didn't answer emails a lot. Um, and so when I came to Cisco, I would just be inundated with emails. I remember I would leave work, and my mind would just be this traffic of to-do lists mm -hmm. and deadlines and everything. And I found when I got to yoga, it just stopped. Everything was quiet, and it was so mm -hmm. powerful that – after just a few months, I'm like, I, I have to become an instructor. I have to learn more about this, and I, I, I want more of this. And so uh, I've been teaching yoga now for 12 years. Oh, love it. Now, military, especially I would say the Marines, is using the mind in a certain way to, you know, I would imagine tune out certain things and have this focus and intentionality do you see any correlations with the yoga, or did it balance things out for you? Was it, was yeah, it's it a, useful it's a great, juxtaposition? Yeah. No, it's a, what a wonderful question. Um, I, you know, I, I was fortunate, so I, I grew up in a military family, and um, we spent three years in Japan when I was a child, mm -hmm. and part of that was the exposure to the culture and the mystique of, of Japan and, and the samurai culture and uh, the principles of Bushido and the warrior spirit. And, uh, and so when I came back to the States, I kind of took some of that with me. And um, oh. as a Marine, I was, um, I stood out, um, you know, so I was an English major in school. Uh, I wrote poetry. Uh, not a lot of Marines that I found wrote poetry. Um, yeah. But I found what, I did see a little bit of harmony between the two, although I never ventured to take a yoga class while on active duty. Um, in fact, when I look back, I think, oh, my gosh, if I'd had yoga while I was in the Marines, 
it would have just been so much, such a different experience because I think while there is certainly a focus on the mind and, and kind of blocking things mm-hmm. out, a lot of it's about endurance and persistence and, and bearing things that, you know, going past exhaustion, just kind of pushing yourself and finding different levels of yourself to, to access. Um, but it's also done, obviously, with, um, you know, with lethal intentions in some, some cases. Right, right. And maybe more stringent, I know, because I think yoga, you know, especially if you study the um, the sutras are, are around it, the discipline and the doctrine, it does have a lot with, even like yoga nidra, re- releasing emotions and, yep. you know, accessing them, which I would imagine you don't really have that in the military. Maybe there's not a place, you know, at least maybe outside when you go home. But I, I would think that the, culturally that wasn't something that let's dive into this now, where in yoga you are doing that. Very true, very true. And I think the there's almost an effort sometimes in the in the Marines any, anyway to distance yourself from emotion and to keep emotion out of things and to, to look at things almost in a sanitized or, or sterile sense. Um, because when you're in extreme conditions or extreme environments, if, if you let emotion run wild, then you can have, you know, very devastating consequences. And so I think it's um, very, very different in that sense. There, there was just a very different path. And I think that's what really kind of drew me into yoga. Um, gosh, just, I think a week after I got out was when I took my first class. Wow. That was, yeah. What a gift though for um, not only yourself, but your, your students, because you're kind of at both spectrums with your training and of course yoga is that it has its rigidity too you know it has its structure and form right um but to have been able to do the military and come from that perspective um which in essence too not letting your emotions run and yoga says the same don't let your emotions run i know i know there's a passage um don't let your mind do what it wants to do you know Right. Uh, all right. the time. So I'm wondering, it's, it's almost like this was part of Do you find this, feel like on some level what you're doing now and how you've blended it all together is your soul's path or your your purpose? It, it sounds like somehow instinctively maybe you knew this or intuitively um, were guided to do this. I, 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 I love that because I think that's absolutely correct. And I think it's so interesting to me. You know, I, I go, I'll go to my, my gym to work out and I've got tattoos, you know, left over from my, from my time in the military. Um, and people I know look at me a certain way. And then when they find out I'm a yoga instructor, they're like, oh, huh. I never would yeah. have guessed. And I'm just like, Love I know it. it's, it's this contradiction, but, it, but absolutely, you know, I think what I've come to appreciate is, gosh, we really are on our own journey. And and that's kind of the greatest journey that we can take is really the journey into ourselves. And so much of, you know, for, for better, for worse, when you become a part of the military and the Marine Corps, you know, in particular with all its folklore, everybody knows, you know, every Marine knows the Marine Corps birthday. They know who Chesty Puller is. They know all these things about the Marine Corps. You're, you're given an identity almost as a Marine. Um, and I think what I found through yoga and certainly through my journey 
is while I'm grateful for the lessons and the values and how the Marine Corps shaped some of who I am, um, the journey into myself has been the, the, the best and greatest journey that I've been able to take so far to really kind of understand and uncover who I am. Mm-hmm. So going beyond the, the surface or, you know, what we see in the the outer because uh, both corporate and the Marines would be so much in the outer. But to have that experience and to be able to translate that, um, I feel like is pretty powerful. Um, and let me ask you, David, how do you, do you blend that in as a self-development speaker? Or what, it, what, are you, what do you find you're most passionate about speaking about or you feel most people need to hear or can benefit by hearing? Yeah, uh, you know, a, a couple things, Michelle. One, I think living with purpose, and especially this time of year when people are kicking off the year with resolutions and, gosh, why, why don't my resolutions stick? And, again, going back to the gym where, you know, almost it's it's seasonal where you see 100 new people with memberships, and by the middle of February, 20 of them are left, and everybody else has, has gone back to their ways. And so it's 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 really striking into the universal truths, much like gravity, much like radiation, the things that govern our lives, and it's habits become our lives. Um, where your energy, where your focus goes, your uh, energy flows. Um, and so trying to find a deeper purpose in our purpose as opposed to kind of what I consider to be the carnival ride that society provides us. You know, I was, I was reflecting back and, I mean, gosh, 30 years ago, we had four TV channels to choose from, and now there's so many platforms, and there's so much entertainment coming at us, and there's so much distraction coming at us, and people, I mean, it all feels good, but it's like a carnival. It's a cheap thrill, right? It's it's not fulfilling to go and be entertained all the time or binge watch Netflix for a weekend. Um, There's things that you can do in, you know, in moderation, but I think... The, the real marrow of life is from doing the, the work to uncover who you are and then, you know, helping people awaken and, and find that journey within themselves. Mm-hmm. I love that you – I've never heard it termed that, but it is like the carnival, and there's the barkers and there the flashy yeah. lights, you know. It's, <laughs> do, yeah, it's you so, know, so much. And do all this. Yeah, there's so much of the distraction. Um and what would you say to people, like, to how not to be in that distraction? Because I find even people that are on a, quote-unquote, spiritual path or even get distracted by, by too many teachers and they dilute the information then that they're receiving or they, it gets a little difficult now, oh, I'm bouncing out and going to work with someone else now, you know, because yep. is that a discipline thing or what do you feel, what, what is that that can help people – find their own truth as you're talking about, you know, and not get distracted at whatever form that's taking. No, it's, it's a great question. I think if you, you know, if you look at the idea of a mastermind or even a mentor, you want to have that, you want that relationship to be finite in some sense. In other words, you can't, you know, it's, it's like so many things in society today where we keep adding stuff onto our plate and we don't take anything off. Well, if I say, gosh, I want to follow this person to understand what I can learn about X and define what that is. And then once you've kind of gotten to that place, recognize, acknowledge the grace that you've found in in making this discovery or uncovering something about yourself, 
and then letting that, you know, moving away from that. And so, okay, well, now that I've reached this plateau of my life, I know there's another peak in front of me. How do I get there? And I, gosh, I need someone who's going to tell me about this. And so you, you find another mentor and you go. So I think it's, I think there's certainly people out there who have a great message, but it's, there's so many people out there that have great messages. And so you have to kind of like, okay, I can either spread myself thin across a hundred mentors or dig really deep with one or two. And then once I've gotten to that place, move on to the next couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that too. So tell us a bit about the lighthouse keeper. Um, I love the title, by the way, it's intriguing. And I like the whole idea with the lighthouse, great metaphor. Um, how did you come to to write this book, and, and how are you hoping to reach people with this book? Yeah, so I actually, in Whiskey and Yoga, I mentioned, and it was something that I came up with in talking to my yoga classes, where I just had this idea of, you know, so it, it really, I mean, it all started for me, Michelle, when I was a little boy. No. Um, really, I, I look at 2017 as the, the, the year that I woke up. Um, and part of that was I read As a Man Thinketh. I read Think and Grow Rich. Um, I went to, you know, I, I wrote my first life's purpose statement. Um, I wrote Whiskey and Yoga. Uh, I became... Um, a certified professional coach at that point. I had been uh, a coach through another program for seven years before that, but it, it got me just going down this path. And so I would, you know, I thought that the one fundamental thing about yoga is awareness. It's the observer and the observed, it's that relationship and everything kind of comes from, from that. And that's why we talk about being present and the deeper, more technical conversations we have around that. And, um, so I always tried to frame it to my class in a way that was accessible. And one day I'd say, you know, you are a director. You're making a movie. And you've got camera one and camera two. But where, what are you focusing on? Are you making a tragedy? Or are you making a comedy? What is, what is this really about? Or something like, you know, the sun and rain fall on weeds and flowers the same. But really, the only thing that can choose which one to focus on is the human mind. And then one day I said, the mind is like an ocean, and that's where everything that's ever happened to you, everyone you've ever met resides, and your awareness is the lighthouse. And you can shine your awareness anywhere you want to in that ocean. And mm. the thought stuck with me for a couple of years. And just this past, or I guess 2019, I, I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, you know, there's, there's more to it there. There's, there's something there. Um, and so I started working on an outline, and I didn't want it to be necessarily a self-help book as much a story and as much a journey. And so I created a young man who um, had lost his mother and uh, wasn't inclined to work on the family uh, farm uh, and wanted to take a journey. And so he decided to become an apprentice to a lighthouse keeper. Uh, and then from there, he went on a journey into his mind, uh, and that's how the book unfolded. I love it. You know, I get little shades of Jonathan Livingston Siegel being the apprentice yes. and yes. the wisdom and the light. Um, 
yeah, we need a new one in that uh, genre. I think that's something that people can relate to, uh, especially if they're doing something kind of ordinary, you know, in an apprenticing, because I feel like everyday people can, you know, we have our everyday lives. And so where right. does this fit in, this concept that you're talking about? Um, and where does it fit in for you, the, this concept of the lighthouse, of the awareness, and, and using that? Where does it fit in for you, or how does it fit into your everyday living? Yeah, so if we go back to the idea of the carnival and the, the carnival right. barker, you know, trying to lure you in, like, like, you know, here, you get three tosses for a dollar or whatever the case may be. Gosh, that all sounds fun. And, man, if I did that every day for the rest of my life, I'd look back at my life and be like, oh, my gosh, I had fun, so much fun, I accomplished nothing. I just like, what did I, how did I give back? How did I make the world a better place? Um, mm. And so when you get down to the idea of, well, how can I, how can I create the life I want? How can I have the impact I want? It all comes back to the mind. I mean, that's, that's really where it all starts. And if we don't have the discipline and the concentration and the focus to create and design the life we want to design, then we're always reacting to life and we're always, well, gosh, I, I, I couldn't do this. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go watch TV for a little bit or, oh, it, you know, I, I came up short and I don't have time to do this or, and so it's really about proactively looking at life and kind of stepping outside the, the carnival, if you will, and appreciating the carnivals there, but realizing that there's so much more to life. There's so much more that we can be and that we can do and that we can give and contribute to other people. But it has to start mm -hmm. with having uh, control and mastery of the mind. Mm -hmm. And how does one go about that? Because as you're talking, I'm like, well, yeah, that carnival, people get stuck there. And then how do people tap in or connect into that awareness to even be aware that they're getting caught up in the carnival? Because I don't know about you, but I've met people that are so in the carnival and they don't even realize they're in the carnival. They're like, oh. you know, they've been <laughs> in that it. little white booth for a long time, and they think they're doing something and they're not. You know, it's, so it's, how do we know? It's kind of, yeah, no, it's it's terrifying and tragic. It's a great it's a great question. I think part of it is understand. First, the, the first thing is really understanding how the mind works, and you know, it's not it, it it's for the purpose of the book, it works ocean lighthouse and then it's okay well gosh if i if i what what am i focusing on right now it's just kind of getting curious about how i'm thinking what am i thinking about why am i thinking about this what do i want to be thinking about and just start kind of peeling back these questions until you get to really powerful questions well how can i have a better life than the one i have now what do i need to change who do i need to be in order to become something better or a better version of myself. And I think, you know, that's the, you know, so I think if I break it down, it's understanding the mind and how it works. And then it's, once you have that awareness, it's okay. Concentration, it's focus. Okay. What do I want to focus on? And then it's the willpower, the force of will to keep forcing your, you know, kind of forcing yourself back when distraction comes in, when your phone vibrates or when you haven't checked social media in seven minutes or whatever the case may be, it's coming back to, okay, nope, that's, I don't, I don't need to check that right now. I'm doing this. And gradually we retrain the mind. Um, and that's the pathway towards mastery. It doesn't come overnight, you know, in this, in this 
world of instant gratification, unfortunately, mind mastery takes some time, but the journey is fantastic. So, yeah, that's interesting. So that, it's the retraining the mind. As you were talking, I was all seeing, like, weeds, and then every every so often you have to, you know, trim it or trim the trees or whatever, the yep. plants, the bushes. So literally, it is a discipline. It's the practice. So in a way, it's the practice. What if I'm hearing, it's off the mat. It's the It's on the mat and off the mat. You're talking about taking the time for the self-inquiry, but that there is some discipline is what I'm hearing from you. There is some discipline in mastering the mind. Absolutely, because you, you have to, I mean, especially depending on where you are in your life, you've, you've created patterns. We have patterns of how mm-hmm. we think, um, and that's mm-hmm. why, like, on average now, they say people check their phones 85 times a day. We've habitualized distraction. And so once you do that, all right, well, how do I stop habitualizing? How can I cut my 85 times down to 40? Or how can I cut it down to 20? And so you have to say, gosh, I'm only going to check my phone at the top of the hour for five minutes. And if I do that during my work day, I'm only checking it eight times or I'm only checking it ten times or whatever the the case may be. But it's you have to create that discipline because the mind will do what – it's it wants to do and and partly through that's how we've trained it for years of of kind of neglect and kind of letting it run wild and you know if you go back to the analogies letting the lighthouse the lamp in the lighthouse just kind of circle around to the things that make us happy or the things that make us you know that we laugh at or you know whatever the case may be and you have to pull back and say okay I'm going to direct my mind. I'm going to control my mind from here on out because I want to create this life. I want to have more meaning and more impact and more fulfillment in my life. Mm. Wow, David, that's so powerful, that that idea. Um, Because I think a lot of people don't talk enough about discipline, and I think that it gets a bad rap, even especially in the spiritual community. (laughs) People kind of, I don't know, I don't know if you've found that, but... Um, which but comes from the Latin word disciple. So you become a disciple um, right. right through that discipline. So you really are saying then, so it's that awareness, and maybe people should make goals with themselves to by what they want to do, how they want to bring more purpose in their life. Is that, is that would be a good place for people to start? Absolutely. You know, and I think first, Michelle, I would say that we, I, I come back to the idea that we're not our mind right? Our mind is a mm-hmm. tool that this soul has been given. And yes. we, we kind of lose sight of that, especially I think growing up, because we're just trying to figure out what's going on. And we're trying to make sense of the world. And, and now that in this age of distraction, it's almost become harder because we're inundated with so much data and so much information. And, and and the mind is like, oh, there's so much I want to consume, or there's so much that makes me happy because there's dopamine releases and everything else. But we have to step back and say, okay, this is this is a tool for me to do something. And I think, you know, when I asked myself, I, I never had asked myself until uh, 2017 what my purpose in life is. Like, you, I mean, like it's always, you know, in the Marines, it was where do I want to be stationed next, or what do I want to do after mm-hmm. I, I move to the next duty station. But you step back and you ask a question, like, what's the purpose of my life? And suddenly your brain, your mind is going to come up with an answer. And so you're like, oh, my gosh. And I think oftentimes the the other thing that I want to impart to your audience is, 
you know, oftentimes we get so caught up in doing stuff. We need to do stuff. What are you doing? What should I be doing? Why are you doing that? Who should you be doing it with? Those things don't matter if they're not tied to who you are. You know, what, instead of asking, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Who are you being? Who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be that person? And then you start to say, well, how, if I want to be this, how do I become that? How does someone who is that think? What are, what are the habits that someone like that has? And we get down this path where, you know, oftentimes, and you look at all the infomercials on TV, and it's, it's if you do this, you'll have this, and you'll be this. And I think the, so, so that's what people yeah. do. And like, well, gosh, I, I, I bought your exercise machine, but I don't look like Chuck Norris. I don't look like whoever. And mm-hmm. instead, it's be this, do this, and then have that. So and be who you want to be become that person, start to embody the characteristics and the behaviors of that person, and then you'll do the things that that person does, and you'll have the things that that person has. Oh, wow. Listeners, are you listening? That's a, that, woo, that's a, little, that's a gem there. Because in essence, you're saying for people to actually have the behaviors or the actions and the activities or be around people that support who they really are, their, their values, principles, beliefs, or whether in, in, in concert with that, where they're going or what they want to do or what they want to create. So you're, you're bringing something into alignment, it sounds like. Absolutely. Or alignment. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Very yeah, powerful. I, thank you. Thank you. It reminds me of that little uh, wisdom aphorism, you know, uh, birds of a feather flock together, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Right. Um, what are we doing? So I, it, it's pretty profound. So I, it sounds like it starts with that awareness, that lighthouse is letting that light maybe go over parts of someone's life to maybe do some kind of, in, which is the beginning, a great time to do it now. Any time is a great time, but people are in that frame right now, frame of mind. Yeah, and it it really is, and you have to be honest with yourself. You have to, because you have created, you know, especially the older we get, the the more you've created patterns that you're entrenched in, and the more you have beliefs. You know, I was listening to you take um, calls earlier, and you talked about, you know, kind of get, you got to get out of the box, and we all live in a box of belief, and that's that's what we believe to be true about ourselves, what we believe to be true about the world, and. Uh, Sometimes so those true. beliefs can be really limiting, and so we live in this really small box. And um, you know, I I had to look at my own life and be and realize that there were limiting beliefs that had held me back in relationships that helped. They changed how I thought about things because this is what I believed about myself. And until I could take the step to really, you know, come face to face with that and be like, oh my gosh, that that belief has cost me relationships and I don't I don't want to hold on to this belief anymore. I need a different belief and you kind of almost have to exercise the limiting belief and adopt an empowering belief. And then when you do that it's it's liberating. It's this beautiful awakening where you're just like, oh my God, like the the world is so much different now. And I'll I'll give you kind of a silly one, but um for years, I, I hated country music. I just too twangy, just didn't like the and not for me. And mm-hmm. I was driving to the mountains in North Carolina um, a year and a half ago. 
and I had, you know, three or four hours ahead of me. I said, you know what, I'm going to give country music a shot. And I put it on a radio station that I knew played country. And after three hours, it's like, oh, my God, this stuff is amazing. Like, I feel good <laughs> listening to it. And I realized, like, I, I love country music. And so I started, like, now 80% of the time, if I'm not listening to some sort of book, I'm, I listen to country music. And I'm like, oh, my, it's so, and it's, it's a silly belief, but it's, we have to kind of test those things about ourselves that we believe to be true. And, I mean, certainly that was, you know, I, I can certainly go deeper than that um, in beliefs I had about relationships growing up in the military. Um, but we have to kind of look at those beliefs to understand um, if they're in fact true and if they're not true, what's on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. I love that because I do think every, so often our beliefs need to be edited, updated, and sometimes deleted. And I think what you're saying in, in its essence because a lot of times I think people think your beliefs have to be hard and true, you know, that, that that's it, you know, that yep. you can't change your belief, that's, that it's them, the belief. But it is this kind of, you know, viewfinder, how you look through life, and you can change it or expand it or, you know, get a different lens. Um, but what a great story about the country, because it's so true. A lot of times we think, I don't like this, or I didn't like it one time, so now I don't like it. And yeah. Right, that willingness, yeah, it just sticks. So that willingness to change. Um, Do you find that maybe you are more adaptable or changeable with your yoga practice and the inquiry that you're doing? Does that make you have more flexibility within your mind? I I think not necessarily the physical practice. And I'll tell you, I don't – I didn't journey, you know, I kind of, when I first became an instructor, I, I, I went deep into the yamas and niyamas. Yeah, and I, totally. I kind of, I kind of pulled back because of my Judeo-Christian upbringing. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know about that. But, but as I continued to evolve as a human and as a soul, I started looking into quantum physics. And I'm like, you know, the principles of quantum physics mm-hmm. where – if you look at light and you think it's a wave, then it is. Or if you look at light and you think it's particles, then it is. So the the observer influences or sees what they want to see in reality. Then you get to this place where you're like, gosh, the, the principle of yoga that we're all sort of connected and everything's connected is kind of the same principle as quantum physics. Yeah. Um, and so mentally – I made I made the leap, and I've, I've that has taken me into a deeper sense and appreciation for my practice of yoga. Um, but that, but I mean, that's that that was incredible just to kind of come to it in a very different way than I than I ever ex- expected to. Mm-hmm. So, looking at the interconnectedness and perhaps even how your thoughts and what your energy, what you put out in the world, does affect the world and does come back. So this, it sounds like you're really in this synergy, this symbiotic relationship, this proactive relationship, um, even with the metaphor of your lighthouse, because you're suggesting that people direct the light. Don't just let it roam around everywhere. You know, where do you want it? You, like we have the power to direct the light is what you're saying, what we're looking at or what we're experiencing. Absolutely. We, we you know, we all think that, our circumstances define how we behave towards the world, but we have that choice. We can, we can make that choice. And, 
even when the worst thing happens, you have the choice of how you react to that, how you look at it and say, well, I can't control my feelings. Well, you can't control your feelings because that's a belief you have about yourself. But if you accept Mm -hmm. everything that's happened in your life and everything that's going to happen in your life, then you can get to this place where you you are in control of your feelings and you, you realize that feelings can be irrational and the feelings can be kind of off the charts, but you have a choice. And it's, it's just, you know, the common idea that if you and I both look at a vase of flowers, you may see something beautiful and romantic, whereas I see something from my father's funeral and we have two different mm-hmm. experiences, but we, ch- mm-hmm. we choose what meaning to give that experience. And we all have that choice um, it just comes to mastering the mind and, okay, how do I want to, how would I want to define what meaning, what significance do I want to give to this experience? Yeah. And in essence, with that example, such a great example, because we do have the choice to stay stuck or limited. You know, I think even in that example you gave, what a powerful thing to be able to see both. You know what I'm saying? To be able to like, yes. maybe I'm stuck in grief. Well, maybe I could feel that grief, but maybe I could also say, well, that could be romantic or that could be new growth. And again, that choice not to hold on, not to stay too long at the carnival, you know, not to hold on to it, right? To let it go it doesn't mean that what you went through wasn't horrible or tragic or sentimental. But in that moment, there is something different that's being communicated if we're open to see it. Like you with the country, there's something different there, different experience um, if we're open. And and maybe if you feel, is that openness, maybe is that being more in the awareness or the observer? I'm wondering where that comes from, that openness. I I think, I, I mean, I think it is certainly the observer, but it's, I mean, if you could look at a, you know, if, if we say it's whether it's country music or the flowers, I mean, you could conceivably have any range of emotional reaction to that that you want. I mean, really, does it? Let's, so if we say bookend Greece or grief and romance, I could hate flowers, or I could absolutely mm. love flowers because I'm a gardener or a florist, or I could be completely indifferent to flowers. So you can, and and so I think almost part of it is, as a as a soul. You, you just want to. I mean, growth is is so fulfilling. I think for the for the soul, and so part of it's even just like, gosh, what, what? I've had this experience with country music for thirty years. What if I have a different experience? What What does that feel like? Oh my gosh, this is so mm-hmm. great! And why wouldn't I want to have a better experience than hating something? Because I've been down the path of hate on so many different avenues or so many different roads, I know what that's like. It's not a great feeling. Let me come back to something that's better. Let me come back to loving something or really enjoying something. That is more fulfilling to my soul. Mm-hmm. So it's reminding me the pre- being in the present then, being in the present without the pre-thought right. or preconceived idea, and then having a relationship, um, which is that, you know, that letting go, that surrender. Let me be in the present and see how I feel about this. Um, which again goes back to that. I, I think that's absolutely mm-hmm. yeah, Michelle. Because that's mm-hmm. because really, then you can almost find beauty in anything. Because and that's like because yeah. if you're if you're truly in a present moment, how beautiful is that? If you're not thinking about oh, this is this is the conditions I've created for myself 
when it comes to X, country music, or this is how I feel about flowers, so let me pull up these feelings so I can have my distaste for flowers or whatever the case is. But really being present where you're not thinking and overthinking, oh, my God, what a beautiful state to be in. Yes, absolutely. Oh, David, this has been amazing. We're out of time, um, but I really love what you're sharing and, and teaching um, and the premise of the book. And I think this is great guide for people and, you know, and a nice, nice read that people can dive into. So how can people reach you? What's the best way, um, whether they want more information or perhaps do some work with you or have you come speak? Absolutely. So uh, they can reach out to me on uh, davidrichardsauthor.com. I'm also on Instagram, davidrichardsauthor. Um, you can contact me uh, through either. Um, I'm happy to speak. Uh, and as I said, the book will be out on March 31st. March 31st. Wonderful. Uh, David, thanks for this awakening and enlightening conversation. So appreciate it. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate your time. Take care. All right, everyone, that was David Richards. Um, we were diving in on his most recent book, The Lighthouse Keeper. You can find out more information about David by going to davidrichardsauthor.com and, of course, his Instagram uh, profile as well. Oh, everyone, so amazing. Thanks for co-creating this today. Uh, remember, if you have a chance and you're listening to the show just email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com uh, with the episode, what episode it is, like episode one, guest name, and just title or what I talked about. Um, if you guys help me with that, that would be so appreciated. Um, and also, all things awakenings, guest suggestion, topic suggestions, email questions that you want answered on air, please email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can connect with me on my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, soulplayground.life if you want to keep in the loop of things. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep awake, everyone. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?